Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Here is your geeky hosts, Adam and Matt. All right, guys, welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast, the only podcast where the geeks drink and we talk crap about movies we do and don't like. Yes, that is true. And uh, my name is Adam. I'm Matt. Uh, thanks, you guys, for listening today. In week three of our Spooktober 2022. So we've got one more week after this left, um, and then we'll be in November. So we can't do spooky movies. Well, we could, but... Well, I think we got, like, maybe one more. One more, it'll come out right after Halloween. Yeah, but we'll we'll still count it. We'll count it. (laughs) We'll count it, because we're recording it before November. True, true. All right, well... Folks, let me just remind you to follow us, like us, listen to us on all the major podcast platforms at Have a Drink with Some Geeks. Leave us a comment, review, let us know what you think of today's episode, and tell us what you want us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget, follow us on all of our social media networks at Geek Drink Pod. Yep. All right, folks. Well, that's the nitty gritty, the easy stuff for us to talk about. Let's go ahead and talk about our beer of the week. time for those boys to have a drink. Let's hear about their drink of the week. Take it away, geeks. Yeah, so uh, this is from the Cerveza Risa, Colorado. It's uh, que, uh, que bueno. Buena? Yeah, it's a lime lager. Yeah, and I like the little back uh, description. It's a Mexican-style lager brewed with a squeeze of lime for a refreshing twist. (laughs) But uh, here we go, Matt. Cheers. Cheers. It is refreshing. Oh, it's really good. (laughs) Nice little last hint of summer, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that is true. All right, well, folks, we've had our beer. We've talked about where you can find us. That means it's time for our topic of the week. Yes. What are we going to talk about this week? So, Matt, I'm going to let you kind of start this one off because this was kind of your topic that you wanted to, or movie that you wanted to introduce for Spooktober. Yeah, so I did last week's movie and I'll do this week's movie. We're going to talk about, for once, not a 1980s horror sci-fi movie. We're talking about early 2000s. Yes. We're going to talk about Signs. Yes, the M. Night, uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, starring Mel Gibson before he uh, went on his tirade against the Jews. Uh, before Joaquin Phoenix became the Joker. This is true. And before Abigail Breslin killed zombies. And, this is uh, her first movie role, actually. Yeah, it was her first movie. And um, uh, it was one of the Culkins. Uh, Kieran. Kieran Culkin. Yeah. yeah. One of, one one of, of his... the many... One of the many Culkins. It's like, it's like the Baldwins. Yeah, I know. Like, There's only like one or two good ones, and the rest you're just like, who's that? Yeah. I mean, I still love like Macaulay Culkin. I mean, he's he's still a really, like, he's still really awesome, so. Well, and it's nice because Macaulay doesn't, I mean, he dropped off the planet for a little bit with his weirdness and when he was dating uh, Mila Kunis and all that stuff, but he kind of is now like relevant again and he's not afraid to make fun of what he's done yeah i mean he it seems like he has a pretty good uh, sense of humor about himself so well with a face like that you might have to <laughs> true <laughs> but good for him i <laughs> yeah yeah so folks we're going to talk about signs m night Shyamalan's 2002 film um it, the reason i picked this movie was to me it very much kind of re- reminded me of a 
an Alfred Hitchcock kind of movie in the way that you don't really ever see the alien until the end. You kind of get blurry glimpses or fingers. Yeah, they 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 definitely like show very minimal yeah. things. Like it's always a leg, fingers, and then when they actually show you the full on creature, in it's a blurry. Um, yeah, walking to a cornfield. Yeah, yeah, it's it, but it was very creepy and. They just kind of using that where they're kind of showing little glimpses yeah. was creepier than like a full on monster. Yeah, reveal. and they did it very much in the style of kind of Hitchcock with you had a lot of musical cues, you had a lot of audio clue, clues to kind of keep the suspense up. Yeah. Um. So you know, I want yeah, to James this... Newton Howard. I yep. Did the soundtrack for yeah. it. Yeah. Um. You know, and it's not very much like a scary movie, but it definitely is suspenseful. Well, I, I, I. Uh... I have a personal uh, thing. I I am terrified of alien abductions and alien movies. Like even Close Encounters of the Third Kind scarred me when I was a little kid. So I was quite scared during the movie. But, I mean, two thousand two. So was that make me like fourteen? So yeah, yeah, I mean it was enough 13, to put me on, 14, yeah. put me on edge. But it wasn't you know terrifying like watching. Uh, you know, Alien was for me, or Aliens when mm. I was younger, but it's still. But in the same way, like I just love the fact that even like if you want to compare it to Aliens or Alien, it's kind of like less is more. Oh yeah, you, the less you see of the creature, it, the it, scarier it is. It definitely set the path for some of the modern sci-fi kind of movies where you have like like Cloverfield. You don't have the full-on monster reveal until towards the end of the movie. It's always. Ahead, or just the body walking past the building. Exactly, it's not a full on reveal, which is it. I enjoy that because it kind of leaves you on on seat your pants. Like, what's this thing going to look like? Yeah, yeah. And then you get to the end of science, and you're kind of disappointed. I mean, <laughs> you are a little bit. Uh, we'll get into that probably a little, <laughs> little later. But um, like one of the things, um, I, I mean, I liked M Night Shyamalan for a while, but I know there's. Uh, a definite part where a lot of people fell off, and we'll we'll talk about that a little later. But I've actually really enjoyed um, his films up until this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had Sixth Sense, you had um, Unbreakable, Unbreakable, and then uh, after this, you had The Village. The Village. That was another good one. I liked. I actually really liked The Village. Um, it was a uh, it was a very decent uh, kind of thriller. Um, yeah, it definitely had that plot twist that science didn't have as much of that he's usually pretty famous for. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, it's almost like I wish that, you know, it's like he doesn't need to have the twists all the time. No, he doesn't. But uh, I know there was a funny article. I think it was like Newsweek or Time that had M. Night Shyamalan on the front and it said like, the next Spielberg. <laughs> oh man, that did not turn out to be the case. No, no. I mean, he made a he made a little movie called Avatar and I think when, things went pretty south after yeah, that for a bit. Yeah, yeah or they didn't even call it Avatar. They called it The Last Airbender because James Cameron <laughs> had an Avatar out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, <laughs> we'll get into uh, <laughs> where people kind of fell out with, uh, with M. Night um, down the road, but I, um, so is it who is it that calls him? I think it was it was either it was a Seth MacFarlane movie or a show, but he calls him Night. 
No, I have no idea. I can't remember what it is, but <laughs> it, like, who are you talking about? Night. Night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, let's get into the oh. to signs. So, so signs for those of you who haven't watched it, you know, shame on you. It's a twenty year old movie. Yeah. <laughs> and if we but, get into spoilers, that's fine. Take just yeah. whatever. So you know, it's really it's old. We can we can do that. Yeah, it's not like we're spoiling Black Adam after it's been out for mm-hmm. twenty four hours at this point. <laughs> um, this so true. you know, signs. It's it's very kind of interesting how it starts off. It's, um, so Mookie Gibson's character is the lead in this one. He plays a former, uh, a priest. Um, I, I don't remember what, which denomination he was, but it was one that allowed you to get married. So it's not Catholic. <laughs> yeah. That, I think, uh, a lot of people call him father still. Yeah. And he, and there's a, a moment where he tells the sheriff where he's like, please stop calling me father. Cause he's kind of lost his faith. Yeah. So, you know, he the movie starts off, um, it's been it's been some time. His wife recently died, I think, about six to seven months earlier yes. in a car accident with another local in town. Played um, by M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> he always has little parts in his movies, yes, too. Yes, yes. Um, and so it leaves him with two kids, his his asthmatic son and his uh, Abigail Breslin daughter. Um, pre, this is, her, like I said, her first big movie, so she hasn't really come to fame yet with, like, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, Zombieland, obviously, yeah. and, and other things she's done. Um, so, you know, he's living in his farmhouse in rural Pennsylvania with his kids, his brother, who is played by Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and fun fact about this, his role. So Joaquin Phoenix wasn't actually slated to play his brother. It was uh, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, really? Yeah, he was supposed to be um, in the movie... And he had ear surgery like the week before and couldn't do it at the last second. So they called Joaquin Phoenix a week before they started filming and said, "Hey, you want to you want to be in the movie? You want to be a a washed up minor league baseball player?" Yeah, yeah. it worked out. I actually I really enjoyed him in the it, film. So it, now that I knew that, it'd be really hard. It's hard for me to picture Mark Ruffalo playing that role. But I mean, we've only seen him a lot of as like the Hulk and yeah. And I mean, we got to think like this was back in 2003 and so it's like we got to think of like oh yeah maybe like what the 13 going on 30 yeah mark ruffalo like yeah. younger <laughs> younger mark ruffalo but uh no i, I think uh like I, it would have been interesting but uh yeah i think uh, joaquin phoenix did a fantastic job playing that character he brought like a lot of kind of a very grounded performance oh, yeah as well oh yeah you know, and so the movie is really about kind of a an alien invasion from a single family's perspective. It's not like War of the Worlds, which came out in a similar time frame where it's, yeah, it's a family perspective, but everyone's, you know, panicking, running around. It's just kind of stuck in this one little farmhouse. Correct. It's a smaller, more intimate story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with these, these aliens come down, you don't, like I said, we don't see them until the end. Um, they've had crop circles in this field. They've had crop circles around the area. And, yeah. And the news is starting to report it because they're seeing strange invisible lights above cities. Birds are running into invisible walls. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and someone somewhere heard that um, that they can't uh, touch water. So a lot of people well, are that like... that was actually M. Knight's character. Yeah. Is, uh, he's the one who says, oh, I don't think they like water that much, so I'm going to go to the lake. Um, and so that was kind of the, the first indication that, uh, 
they may not like water. Yeah. And then, so you have that going on. And then you have, um, you know, the, the family trying to uh, hunker down for this, this long night after we've seen glimpses of the alien in camera footage. Um, they're starting to invade and, and take over cities. And so they kind of have to hunker down for the night. And somehow they survive the night uh, mm-hmm. despite um, their, the son having asthma attacks and they don't have medicine. Yep. Um, and when they finally make it outside they uh, and back upstairs, they find an alien <laughs> hunkered down, you know, squatting in their that, home. That was a creepy shot, actually. Yeah. Where, and, I mean, I want to give the cinematographer a lot of props for how they shot these creatures and how they shot a lot of stuff because it did definitely like make things creepy. So in that scene, they're, they're wheeling the TV back into the room and it's the reflection off of the TV is when you see an outline of the alien again, the outline of the alien holding the, the Culkin kid. And, uh, that was very startling, but it's, uh, yeah, I think that like, you got to give a lot of props to how they shot it, how they, decided to hit those kind of beats yep yep and they've come upstairs and they've learned through the radio that the aliens actually are allergic to water yeah it will kill them and they've left the earth and they found one last alien yeah i mean um, they kind of left behind a lot of their wounded yes yeah, is... and and abandoned and so um joaquin phoenix's character being the former washam minor league baseball star is told to swing away, and he grabs his bat and starts hitting glasses of water into yeah, the Yeah, so it's, uh, it's very interesting how M. Night sets everything up, because mm-hmm. at first it's like you learn about um, Abigail Breslin's character keeps taking a sip of water and leaving these glasses of like half-filled water around the house saying, it's contaminated, it, I don't want this one, I want another glass of water, and then you find out that his uh, Mel Gibson's wife's character, her last words were like swing away, swing away, and this whole thing of Mel Gibson's character being a former priest, um, kind of losing his faith. Um, it made it very interesting to see that this is kind of like there was a purpose to all this, and kind of him regaining his faith yeah through all these through an alien of, invasion <laughs> yeah it's, it's like you see these coincidences that are more you can't you can't deny it no you can't deny that there was something kind of guiding this whole thing for yeah. this family to um to prevail through this um even like the the uh Culkin kid Having the asthma attack and the and, alien. And closed up his airways before he got the toxins. Exactly. Yeah. So there was a lot of things where you're kind of like, this is too much to just be like complete coincidence. It's it's definitely like there you feel like there's some higher power. And then Mel Gibson's character at the end puts back on the collar and yeah. and goes to church. Goes to church again and um Another fun thing I noticed um, in this most recent watch, uh, there's a faded cross outline early on in the film of where a cross used to be, and they, oh, they yeah. had taken it down, but it's like you still see this like faded outline. So, I I mean, it just goes to show you that, like, yeah, M. Night definitely thinks these things through. Um, I mean, maybe not so much anymore, but... Uh, 
but he definitely thought about how he wanted the story to go, how he wanted the look of everything to go. Yeah. And also, this was more um, more humorous than yeah. <laughs> any of his previous it wasn't. It was still a serious movie, but it wasn't like Unbreakable or um, Six, Sense. Six Sense, where it was just very dark thematically and visually movie. This had a lot of... It was very bright. It was very colorful. Yeah. Um, and funny. <laughs> yeah, and funny. Um, you know, this gotta is... gotta get an ass whooping. Yeah. I mean, this is pre-Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. This is yes. pre-Joaquin Phoenix in Walk the Line, which wasn't too much further out for him. Correct, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely a little bit more of a lighter take for M. Night Shyamalan. Yes, yeah. And I kind of liked it. I mean, I was, uh, I was impressed uh, by kind of... Some of the lightheartedness. Um, you definitely got the feeling that Joaquin Phoenix and Mel Gibson felt like they were they had They had really good chemistry, especially with the fact that, you know, and me and you have talked about this before with our acting background, going into a major production with a week worth of, like, getting to know someone and having yeah. that chemistry, that's, it's hard to pull off, and they, they pulled it off very well. I Before I knew that, I assumed they'd known each other and rehearsed for weeks to build that chemistry but it's pretty pretty instantaneous which is it was just a yeah. good flash in the pan oh no absolutely i think uh, that's shows how professional they they are and i mean i'm i don't know them personally but uh i would say that they acted uh, very professionally in that yeah. sense um one thing that uh, i found kind of that i didn't like was uh, you never kill the dog <laughs> You never. We talked about that last week with Baxter and Gremlins. I know, but you don't tell the dog off in the movie unless it's like, I mean, we were talking about the thing and all those dogs got killed, but, well, but they were technically things. Well, some of them maybe. Yeah, but I, I just was like, you don't do that. <laughs> you lose a lot of your audience pretty quickly. True. Oh, and I actually, as you were saying that, I remembered where I heard that. Thing I was talking about where I thought it was Family Guy saying M Knight was his name. Mm-hmm. Wasn't uh wasn't Family Guy. Call back to our first two episodes. Scrubs. Oh the janitor says he knew him and he called him M Knight. M Knight. M Knight. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Well, so there, there we go. I remember that one as we were talking. Um yeah, you know, I think you know, we, we talked about it briefly. You know, musically, thematically, this movie had a lot of that Hitchcock horror movie-esque kind of cues to it. And you were you were telling me before recording that, and I didn't even notice this. I wanted to watch it again in my next watch-through. Every time the alien's present, the crickets just go quiet. Yes, yeah, there's... They, he's not... M. Night's not afraid to use silence, but yeah, every time the aliens kind of come by, apparently all the crickets, they go completely quiet. Um, and that's, like, something I didn't notice until my recent watch-through... Um, but it using kind of, if you want to talk about like a Hitchcock-esque type thing, using silence is very powerful. Oh yeah. And it's kind it can be very unsettling in a, in a film. Um, yeah, it's, you know, and I think you see that a lot now with, um, movies today that you don't have a lot of those, those moments where it's quiet. And it kind of suspenseful. You always have a little bit of an undertone of something. Yeah. And the fact that he was willing to make it just be absolutely dead quiet. I mean, that suspense level. Yeah. It ratcheted up quite a few notches there. Absolutely. Yeah. I I completely agree. Um, and I, one of the things uh, I noticed also. So when speaking of the dog, um, <laughs> so 
the dogs were going would go crazy. Yeah. And uh, one of the dogs like peed on the floor, and uh, Mel Gibson was like, "Oh well, we'll call the the doctor," and he mentions the actual doctor, not the vet. Um, and it turns out that M Knight's character was the vet. <laughs> Um, and that's and because M Knight's character killed his wife, that's the reason he didn't want to yeah call, call the, vet. the vet. He still had that that you know obviously that grudge and that vengeance against him. Yeah, I I don't know if it's like vengeance. It's more just like yeah, it'd be more of a grudge. Like he yeah. just he he can't forgive him, but I don't think his character would be like have any sort of malevolent action against no. him. So I I think that yeah, was interesting. Being, being a man of the faith, I think it was more of just I don't know how to look at this man. I know I'm supposed to forgive him. My religion says so, but as a human, I don't know if I can I can do it. And I think absolutely. he played that pretty well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, yeah, and I just loved uh, like even that scene where he encounters M Night's character at um, his house and. M. Night still is calling him father and um, saying how, like, explaining how he trapped the alien yeah. in, the, in the cupboard and stuff like that. And um, it kind of leads into an f- interesting thing where you learn that the aliens have, like, the ability to camouflage themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, and you see that a few times in, you see it when, like, the alien comes through the coal grate. Yeah. The alien comes, um, is holding the Culkin boy. Yeah, he had the chameleon-esque skin to him, yeah. Even the, um, the blurry footage of the, uh... At the birthday party. At the birthday party, it's like, you actually, if you watch it, the alien's been in the bush the entire time. Yeah. And then it just walks out, which was, uh, very freaky. (laughs) But, uh... No, I definitely liked, uh, I loved how this movie went, and we should have been wearing our uh, tinfoil hats so the aliens can't read our minds. Yeah, it's it's inflation. I can't afford tinfoil hats now. That's (laughs) true. Well, folks, I think that kind of wraps up us talking a little bit about the topic. We're going to move on to our hot takes. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week? For me, Matt, I, I, my hot take, and I kind of mentioned this before, when did M. Night kind of fall off for you? You know, I think I would say after the village. Okay. Um, I mean, I, the easy answer is going to be um, when he made the last Airbender, um, but that he was kind of already on the decline. I think at that point for a lot yeah, of people he because made Lady in the Water after the village. Yeah, and like, I saw that one. It was eh. I, I kind of liked it. I, I liked Paul Giamatti in it. Oh yeah, um, more. But uh, for me, it was definitely the happening that was awful. I I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, don't don't bother. <laughs> I mean, he's had. Unless a... you want to watch something and laugh at it. Yeah, I mean, he's had a little bit of resurgence lately with, um, with, uh, Glass. Split. Split. Split was f- phenomenal. I haven't seen Split or Glass yet. Um, I really do want to check that out. I highly recommend Split. Um, I mean, James McAvoy 
I I mean that is the pinnacle. He should I think he should have gotten an Oscar for that one. There you go. Um, you know, I I think you know the village for me it was great, but it was still like predictable. Like, all right, it's M Night Shyamalan movie. When is the big twist gonna happen? Yeah, you know what I wished uh, happened in the village that secretly the creatures were real instead of having like Adrian Brody in the <laughs> in a costume. costume. Like, yeah, I, I kind of wish that like yeah, the creatures were actually real as kind of like a smaller twist, but. Like something that's there, and it's like, of course, Bryce Dallas Howard's uh, um, character's blind in it, and it's just like, oh, yeah, no one knows yeah. anything about that. But I would have loved, I, I think that would have been a little bit more powerful where she's actually, she encounters a real creature, um, and it's less about like Adrian Brody running around in a costume yeah trying to keep everyone inside the village well i mean it's like i understood the parents Mm -hmm. doing it but i kind of almost wish there was like there was an actual real creature out there (laughs) that would have been the sequel i know right she's convinced everyone that that was fake and then one shows up that's gonna be the sequel that would have been i just thought that would have been a better twist is like every and we'll call it village idiot Mm. the village inn (laughs) Um, you know, I think one of my big hot takes for this, and we've talked about it in the past two Spooktober movies, was it wasn't, and I, I really think they did a disservice with the with the alien making it CG. True. I mean, they did a pretty good job of practical effects for, like, the hands. The hand. The and then, you know, using CG for when they had to have the alien come out of the bush. You're making it blurry. You're making it, like, home vo- home video footage. So that I can accept. But when you have a full-on sequence with this creature, I think a really good practical effect would have done more justice for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, I mean, we've we've touched on this all through this month of Spooktober. Um, that practical effects, I mean, for me personally, always work better. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there's some cases where you have to go CGI. I think, especially in today's film industry, um, I don't think any of us could sit through a Godzilla movie knowing that Godzilla was in a suit. <laughs> this is true. But, but I mean, but, but if you have like a big world ending thing, yeah, definitely yeah. you have to go. Yeah, that's a giant monster. But having this be such a small, contained... A very intimate story. Intimate story. Yeah. Let's have a guy in a costume. And, I mean, we've proven multiple times that it works. <laughs> it definitely works. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, I think that it. I think it was the only for me the biggest disservice. Um, one thing that is a is a hot take to me as well. On top of that, is as much as I like this movie and as much as I like some of M Night Shyamalan's earlier works, his movies almost always require a second watch through to understand it. True. Yeah. And so you, sometimes you I wish get a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's great and it's fun and all and it adds a replay value but I wish sometimes that there was no need for me to go back and watch it again yeah I mean and I think in previous or like well not previous like previous films obviously the like Unbreakable and Sixth Sense and Signs definitely benefit from a second watch through but um, his other films I think have tried to more stand on their own, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like where it's kind of like, Oh, you just have to see it once. Yeah. Split was like that. Glass is like that, except for you need to watch split and unbreakable for it to all mesh. Well, what's the, what's the one with, uh, that he did with, uh, it's like 
the grandparents or the house or something silly. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't um, recall which one. Yeah, it is. it's supposed to be some sort of uh, film about uh, old. oh the visit. Oh, the visit. Yes, the visit. Um, and then he did old. Is his most recent one. After Earth is... Oh, I forgot he did After Earth. Yeah, that was uh, the Will Smith, Jaden Smith. I didn't see that one either, so no. that explains why mm-hmm. he was, he fell off there for me for a minute. Yeah, no, he he, he definitely uh, fell off for a lot of people. And I think um, it's not like... I know he did... Uh, he produced, the, what, The Devil, um, which was the one where it was all set in the elevator. Oh, yeah. And they purposefully said or like purposefully kept his name away from it just so people would go and see it yeah and um it did well like financially um but uh they definitely like knew that his name's not gonna is not so good for um bringing in people yeah adam what was the other hot take you brought to us today Oh, oh, that was about it. Was it all right? Yeah, I just was kind of like, I just wanted to know, like, when did he fall off? And I mean, yeah, definitely for me, it was, uh, it was the happening. That movie sucked. And then Airbender sucked. (laughs) And After Earth sucked. I didn't want to see any of them anymore. Um, So, I I mean, I'd love to see if he, like, I remember they they said he was going to be the next Spielberg and all that but i'm like yeah he he definitely fell flat on his face but (laughs) maybe he'll make a big like resurgence i think he's starting to i mean i think split was good glass was good i haven't seen old i do want to see old it's on my list pretty good um and then uh i know he has another one coming out called uh knock at the cabin knock at the cabin so so that's next year so we'll probably see a preview for it pretty soon yeah absolutely so like we'll well, I just try and keep an open mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think he's kind of gotten past his little dip in the road, hopefully, and and continues to make decent movies. <laughs> a dip. It was like falling in a hole for like years. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. And then they buried him up to his neck, and yep. And, and plot twist. Style. Plot twist. <laughs> he got out and made more movies. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you can't stop him. But, no. I mean, as long as he can make good movies, I'm I'm perfectly happy seeing stuff but if he's gonna make crap i don't really want to see it. yeah i agree i agree all right well i think that was it for hot takes we didn't have a lot you know this movie is kind of self-contained and and pretty easy to discuss because it's it is what it is it's not one of the movies where you need to do a deep dive into like philosophically what it means to you yeah, because I mean, it's you, not that kind of movie you could get into the whole like how mel gibson's character has lost his faith and how them all holding the baby monitor, it only works when they're all together. I forgot about the baby monitor, yeah. Um, and he, they keep getting the weird noises and <clears throat> yeah, through the monitor. It's kind of like showing how, like, family and if they all work together, they'll just be fine. And so you can you could go into all that, but I do like the more intimate, closer, yeah. smaller sort of setting where it's... Just this family. Yeah. So you say Mel Gibson, you know, his character lost the faith. Did Mel Gibson lose the faith in this movie? <laughs> Had to go find it with Passions of the Christ and his know. anti-Jew tirades? Yeah. You, you never know. I mean, he, that man... I, I actually really enjoyed Mel Gibson as an actor for 
the longest time. Like, I love the Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah. I loved, like, one of my favorite films of his is Maverick, where he's the poker player. Yeah. Cowboy type thing. And I liked him a lot in uh, The Patriot. Yeah. And it's like, he's, he's a great actor, but you gotta, like, when do you... Is there a ability for us to separate the actor from the person almost i think you can but i think the only person I guess can that's do that, a hot take it is a hot take but the only person i think you're able to do that with ease is alec baldwin yeah that's true um <laughs> because alec baldwin pulls this stuff all the time and you go oh alec baldwin yeah but mel gibson is a yeah he like i said i, I loved him as a kid as a as an actor and all, like, I even really liked him as a director as well. Like, Apocalyptico um, yep, was yep. fantastic. Braveheart, one of my favorite films of all time. Um, but, yeah, he just, uh, it's sort of like, how do you separate the the person from the sort of persona that they portray on screen? Yeah. is kind of difficult to do and i it think is. we were talking about this with uh ezra miller um oh ezra with uh yeah really they're doubling down on him um, i think you have to i think you have to this movie's been so highly the flash has been so highly anticipated that if they were to cancel it or say hey we're going to push it back two years and reshoot it with a different actor people would not watch it probably but hey who knows i mean it's just kind of like where's the where's that point that the public gives up on someone because they kind of did that with Johnny Depp. Um, yeah. Fantastic Beasts. And that was kind of heartbreaking. But they got Mads Mickelson out of it. I mean, I, I, I actually did. And we'll talk about that series, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I was. That'll be another episode. Topic, though, I did enjoy the fact that there's three different actors who played the same character. Yes. Um, I think from the lore point of view, and that's, in that franchise, it, it actually kind of works. Yes. Yeah. But that's a that's a topic for another day, people. So, you know, that's kind of... We've talked about the hot tanks. We've talked about signs. Adam, what's what's your final conclusions on this episode? You know, it's like... I I will say it's like I really love this film. And, I mean, I I personally... Uh, the whole alien topic scares the hell out of me. Um, just Adam, you're trying to tell us you were anal probe and... You know... That's why you have PTSD from it? Yeah, you know, there was a funny episode of uh, Supernatural where... There was like a trickster or something made a guy think he got abducted by aliens. And after they probed him again and again and again and again, and then one more time, they made him slow dance to Lady in Red. And they show this. What? It was hilarious. But, um, but yeah, so it's like, but for me, it's more like, yeah, I sort of that fear of the unknown Okay. Was terrifying. I mean, even like movies like Fire in the Sky was scary as hell to me. Yeah, you know, I think these kind of movies, Signs is a good one. Um, the Paranormal series for me kind of does that because it's not realistic in terms of, oh man, there's a ghost in my house, I think that. But it's just the unseen suspense of it. Things are happening. Things are happening and you can't explain it. On. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the kind of movies I enjoy. They, they scare the crap out of me, but I will watch them. Um, because they are that suspensefulness, and that's why I, I don't. I'm not a big. I mean, I'll watch the gore movies. I'll watch those. Excuse me, the saws. The um, what's what's that one? Like Hostel. Uh, not so much that one. What's the one where they are allowed to kill anybody? Um, oh, like the purge. The purge. Those kind of movies are not well, scary. Yeah, they're not scary. To but me. they're interesting. But these ones are suspense movies. Really, get, I like. Like, yeah, 
it wasn't suspenseful for me. It was just, okay, it's a clown. Everyone hates clowns. Yeah. But these kind of suspense movies, they definitely... Elevate my blood pressure and get my adrenal gland to excrete all over itself. You gotta, you gotta keep your blood pressure down, Matt. You're getting old. Yeah, well, you know, that's what the beer is for, Adam. That's yes. what the beer is for. Yes. <laughs> all right, so folks, I think that brings us up to our geek wreck of the week. What are the geeking on this week? Let's listen and for the geek wreck of the week. Adam, what's your what's your geek wreck this week? Oh, well, I don't know if it's a recommendation. Um, I, I, maybe it's a recommendation not to do something maybe um so uh the uh, morbius the marvel vampire movie with jared leto on netflix i don't think you really can call it a marvel movie i think you need to call it a sony marvel movie yeah but it sucked it's so bad but that's not a pun oh, it was just terrible like you could have replaced jared leto with anyone Anyone in the world. Matt, you could have played Morbius and done the same exact job that Jared Leto did. It just was so boring. And it sucks because there was, like, Matt Smith, uh, who's famous from Doctor Who, um, was in it. And he did a great job. He was very interesting to watch. But you follow this character of Morbius that's played by Jared Leto, and it just was boring and bland and <laughs> just like how do you put so much money into a film <laughs> be so terrible um i will i will refer you to tom cruise's the mummy <laughs> that that is also true i will refer you to wonder woman 1984 yep i can refer you to many movies where they pumped in a lot of money and it's just horrible terrible and i just i'm like it just is frustrating because I felt like I wasted two hours <laughs> watching a stupid film. <laughs> but uh, Matt, I, Matt, what's your geek of the week? Well, it's not Morbius. <laughs> there we you, go. You solved that problem for me. <laughs> um, I think my geek wreck of the week, and I'm going to steal from your playbook. Okay. Henry Cavill news. Oh, oh, I, I always love Henry Cavill news. <laughs> So, tell um, me more. We have a Henry Cavill sighting, folks. Ooh. Um, slight spoiler, kind of. It doesn't give away that much information, but he does appear as Superman in Black Adam Ooh, in the post credit scene. So, this is something I guess I could ask you. Um, so, Black Adam and Shazam and those sort of characters, yeah. their powers are magical, right? Yes. Isn't that a weakness of Superman? Yes. Um, Yes and no. The power they have is derived from magic, and their strength is equal, can is 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 powerful, but it's the spell casters who are Superman's weakness. Okay. They can cast spells with Superman. Gotcha. I, I, I did not know. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're strong because of magic, that's not weakness for Superman. It's the magical spells that people mm-hmm. can cast. Because like, I think in, like, Injustice didn't, like... Superman kill Shazam. Yeah, Shazam, uh-huh. kind of like melting his brain. Uh, his his pulled a full on boys. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and killed a young boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, um. You know, he's back. They are in contract negotiations for him to, um, play Superman again in a second Man of Steel sequel. Do you think they'd get like Zack Snyder to come back for that or? Um, I don't know. It's new studio heads of Warner Brothers, so anything's possible. Yeah, I mean, I know they... I think they just lost one of the DC, like, heads of production. 
yeah. just quit. Um, but uh, just following the Warner Brothers just like discovery acquisition. But yeah. Um, hey, who knows? I mean, I I really enjoyed Man of Steel, and I I can always go for more Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's great as Superman. Uh, let me go grab a tissue so you can get that uh that little drool off your there. Oh. <laughs> just it gives me the vapors. <laughs> so yeah, that's my geek of the week. Um, Henry Cavill is back. At least, Yay. at least for a cameo. But I mean, I'll take what I can get. All right, folks. Well, you know we do have some bad news today. Um, did just, you see what happened? This is becoming a thing, right? Yeah, uh, you know we're 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 on episode nine of our podcast, and Chad was supposed to be here today, and as we were. Walking up to the studio, Chad saw a red balloon in a in a sewer grate, and he ran off. Yeah. I mean, there could have been candy down there. I mean, everything floats down there, right? Everything floats. Everything floats down there, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know why he was uh, freaking out about it, but um, Chad, like maybe next week, let's try and get you, get you on here, because um, this is uh, becoming a terrible habit of not having you show up so you know i i think i remember why he ran away screaming for the red balloon what is that it said trump on it <gasps> i mean i remember, if i had known yes. that i would have ran away screaming too yes the <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> but you know if there's candy down there i still might go look yeah you never know <laughs> there could be a snickers bar down there oh i hate snickers <laughs> oh. Never mind. The, the the sewer can keep it Snickers bar. <laughs> what what's what, what's your candy? <laughs> uh, for candy bars, it's a Butterfinger. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'm I'm allergic to a lot of peanuts, so yeah, yeah. I that's why we're uh, drinking peanut butter whiskey next yep. time, folks. Ooh, ooh, uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> you'll have me on here going like, "Hello, my name is Adam." <laughs> yeah, we'll have a special guest, the ambulance worker. <laughs> brought to you by EpiPen. There you go. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that does it today for uh, our episode of uh, our third episode of Spooktober 2022. Yep, Spooktober. So, uh, thank you guys for listening and and letting us chat a little bit about signs and M Night Shyamalan um, pre um, cratering into the earth with his movies. Yes. Um, remember, guys, make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod, and uh, go ahead and subscribe, like, and listen to us on all the major pa- podcast platforms. And have a drink with some geeks. Yes. Leave us a review. Comment. Tell us what you liked from this episode. Tell us what you didn't like. Any suggestions for future topics? That are not Henry Cavill related. We we don't need to be suggested to talk about them. We can do it on our own. (laughs) That's true. But but it's like, yeah, if you guys have any ideas, like we love listening to uh, your, your thoughts. And if there's something cool that we have not covered... We'd love to find out about it and yeah. give you our two cents on it. Two, all right. Well, thanks again, folks. You guys have a great week. Yep. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.